love you, Chloe. I love you, Daddy. FIT with the Z. Time to get my fits on. Who's better than you? Nobody. What is up, Fitz? Everybody, Fitz happens. Time to get your fits on. And there goes the last DJ. FIT with the Z. Who plays what he wants to play? This is the Fitz show. He says what he wants to say. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, people everywhere, lovers of the world, presenting the one, the only, F-I-T with a Z, player. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. And let me be the first to welcome you to our professional hump day broadcast. Always a professional broadcast, everybody. Let's see who's in the studio today. Still got the back to work blues. I do. That Labor Day weekend. I, I, I still feel like it should be Labor Day week. Uh, right over there, his name is Drew. You know, I'm just not that into fall this year. I'm just not having it. I'm not ready for it. I don't think I will be. Oh, wow. Come on, pumpkin spice and everything nice. What's up with yeah. that problem? Yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice is, the is the problem. Oh, you're about to have a big debate with Ryder the Youngin because he <laughs> he is standing up for pumpkin spice. Uh, hey, Claire, how are you? I'm very excited to announce that I have been accepted into the Leaf Rakers Society. It's an official group of pumpkin spice lovers who love Ugh. Starbucks everywhere. I initiated myself <laughs> with a pumpkin spice scone. Oh, good for and you! And now Facebook has accepted me, and I'm a Leaf Raker, Ryder. <laughs> I'd like to enjoy, invite you to join as well. Oh, please join me. <laughs> well, I like fall too. Can I join the Leaf Rakers? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. You, but look. Is it I, really a group on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. it's really a group yeah. on the Leaf Rakers Society. Oh, the Leaf Rakers Society. And what do they do? Like post stuff about fall and pumpkins? And uh-huh. Everything under the sun, but Everything now people can't make fun of you for it. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, I believe it's fall. Oh. I believe uh, Ryder the Youngin, Mr. Pumpkin Spice, what's up? Uh, I had a mini heart attack when you said hump day. I was like, no, 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 it's Tuesday. Oh, wait, no. It no, is. we had that big break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the new president of your kids' PTA. Are you scared yet? You should be. Our host, The Fitz. My wife just asked me if I want to like join the PTA and stuff this year, and I said, no, I do not. You're going to be great at it. <laughs> you put her in? <laughs> yeah, I put her in. No, I didn't put her in. She put herself in, but you know. Um, I had it my, my last hometown. They tried to put me on the PTA. I'm like, I don't have children. Right. Oh, that's okay. You're just a good citizen. Well, you're an aunt. I, no, I yeah, but I don't want to be you're, on the PTA. You are a wonderful aunt, and the, kids kids <laughs> love their aunt. They only want to put me on it because they don't want to be on it themselves. Would it's you like a trap? Yeah, yeah. Would, would you like all the responsibility of having kids without any kids? No. Join the PTA. I don't want to do big sales. <laughs> You know what? I remember when I was, oh, isn't it crazy the stuff that we remember, right? Like when you mentioned PTA, I remember when I was in the fifth grade in my elementary school, I had to sing a song about America for the PTA program, and it's going through my mind right now. (laughs) We're a country that is free from sea to shining sea. We've every right to brag. Sure do. And hold up high our flag. Yes, we will. So let's hear it for America. Hip, Hip hooray. hooray. Let's hear it for America. Hip, hooray. Let's hear it for America. Hip, hooray. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I think when I think PTA. I prefer right. Neil Diamond's America. Hmm? I prefer Neil Diamond's America. Give me Sam's Hammond now. They're coming to America. What are some other ones? Uh, uh, oh, what about living in America? Living in America. Come on. Oh. All right. It's going to be a great hump day show today. There's more where that came from. we got a whole lot of show today. Here comes Wednesday. Let's go. It happens live. And now, and here's now, my now. daddy. It's time for your Why Are You Kidding Me? Stories of the Day. Yes. Thank you all so much. I'm here. It's good to know that I'm protecting you and providing this service to you. Shielding us from the, the news. <laughs> the dangers. Shielding you the from, the, from the real news by giving you <laughs> the more ridiculous. I take you out of Jackson State University, ladies and gentlemen. Where's Jackson State? I assume uh, I'm going to Jackson. I'm going Mississippi on that. Mississippi, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is titled, Mascots Gone Wild. <laughs> the Jackson State University mascot cost his team an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty recently. Oh, no. Because he ran onto the field and he got in and in, in, in basically got in a fight with a couple players. <laughs> <laughs> now, to me, isn't that a mascot that you want a yes, part of your group? Yeah, 100%. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's well, it depends. You Did he get in a fight with their players or with the other team? <laughs> if your that mascot doesn't the story get, a lot. Yeah, well, if, you, if your mascot doesn't get thrown out once a month, I don't want to see him. I agree. <laughs> I actually think I he know. got he got in a fight with some of his own players too. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Here, let's, we have exclusive what are you kidding me audio right now. Uh-oh. Jones does drop back to pass as Warren Newman and Newman with the score, the layout. And another touchdown for the Tigers. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Jackson State mascot. We're coming onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, it almost sounds like that may have called back the play. Yeah, oh, I think that's what happened. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, he cost his team an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So, Oh, my goodness. But I don't know wow. the outcome of the game. You know why? Because that's details. And what are you kidding me stories? Don't ask about those details. Well, I, got I'm glad it was just like a costumed mascot, not like they let a tiger loose or something, you know, or hug <laughs> yeah. the dog or right. something, you know. Nobody died. Right. <laughs> All right, let's go to page two. What? Are you kidding me? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you out of the world of bizarre, viral laughs. Mother Goose! There's a woman who can't finish telling a story because she keeps uh, breaking into a strange-sounding goose laugh, and it's gone viral, which is why I need to play it for you during the What Are You Kidding Me stories of the day. So uh, let's see. It, it's it's a woman's goose laugh. You decide at home. <laughs> Someone's like, <laughs> I, are, I got you this to make you feel better. Wow. <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like your voice box is like dying oh as you try to. What's That's the craziest thing ever. She needs to quit smoking. Yeah. Is that a smoker's thing? You that think? sounds like a smoker's thing where you're like you're just congested. Yeah. And someone's like, I, I got you this to so <laughs> Shall we play a game? Yeah, yeah. Alien robot pig. Daddy isn't here, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> 
some beat up old truck. <laughs> you should probably get an MRI on that thing. Yeah. All right, there you go. You got the. What are you kidding me? Stories of the day. Fitz happens live. This is the Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. Everybody, what's up? Hopefully you are you're getting through this back to school time. I know it's tough. We're gonna get through it. You could always send us a message, say what's up, Facebook.com slash follow fits. There's Drew, right over there's Claire, Ryder the Youngin. There is uh there's a lot of excitement, I believe, over a brand new movie coming out. Now, I'm not part of the uh, I was never much of a comic book guy, but I've always loved Batman. You know, always loved Batman. I've always been very interested to so, you know, who's going to play the Joker? I thought Nicholson did a great... I mean, they've all the Jokers, in some way, have done brilliant sort of interpretations of what they think the Joker is. But now, there apparently is a Joker. The next Joker is supposed to be the one to take the cake. The next Joker, they're saying, can be... They're saying he's better than Heath Ledger's Joker, which is oh. a... Oh. Wow. Them's fighting words. Those yeah. are big fighting words. And who are we talking about? Talking about Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker and Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Yeah, his new movie's coming out October sixth, and people are already kind of ranting and raving on IGN. They've already given it a perfect ten. They've, I hear that he's already they've already basically given him an Oscar. They're claiming that he's going to be winning, like taking the Oscars home with him. Like this is going to be his biggest movie to date, and this is Joaquin Phoenix we're talking about. So how bizarre that uh, Heath Ledger posthumously won an yeah. Oscar for his Joker That's portrayal. Right. right. And now if. If this actor, if Joaquin Phoenix gets one, it'll be like the only comic book movie character of all that ever gets Oscars. Like, oh, yeah. Nobody's wow. gotten it for Batman or Superman or, but the or thing about, Iron Man or Captain America. The thing about the Joker as himself, he's kind of an actor. He's kind of a, he's a thespian. The, the villain himself is a thespian. So when you want somebody to play him, you want somebody who can be over the top. You want somebody who can give that drama and that Shakespearean almost like acting. But in this storyline, though, the Joker is like... Uh, is he a thespian or is he kind of this disgruntled guy who's very sad and lonely and kind of loses his mind and goes psycho? So it's it's kind of scary. So what it is is there you see this guy named Arthur Fleck and he's kind of down on his luck and he just doesn't he's he's caving in on all the pressures of life. He doesn't feel like he belongs. He's not sure he exists. He tries to do stand up and people just shoot him down everywhere he goes. Nothing in his life has worked out. But once he starts to put on the makeup and once he starts to become the Joker, he and starts. First, be, does he, he start starts, off as a clown first? No. He, so he starts out. He's not even a clown. He's kind of a guy who does stand up. He's on the side of the street, kind of uh, showing off the sign, going, "Hey, Sign's come buy it. these electronics." That's his job. And he's living in Gotham City, which is the worst city to absolutely live in if you want to try and be a good person. Okay. And so he keeps getting smacked in the face <laughs> to the point where all of a sudden he he decides to put on makeup and just. Get, and uh, they say his character goes from being like unsure, uncertain, very like kept to himself, very scared. But as soon as he starts kind of getting that new face, all of a sudden he's confident and he's strong and he starts to be feeling more powerful. And it touches on a lot of today's really scary situations. Uh, so this movie's going to be huge. Oh, it kind of, there's some sensitive areas there. There's a lot oh, of yeah. sensitive areas. With the yeah. loner guy who's, okay, yep. see? Yep. Mm-hmm. So very topical, basically. It's super topical, because I mean, yeah. the idea is that anybody can be Joker. Joker is taken from a lot of scary different situations out in the world and put into one character. That's why it's a fictional character, but it does take, maybe life we could imitates all, art and art imitates life. Yeah, it does. And maybe we could all watch this, and I mean, seriously, we should all be thinking about, hey, when you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. When you see somebody that you feel is maybe a loner or an odd man out, there's nothing wrong with seeing something and saying something. No, and Todd Phillips, the director of this, has said Joker is not to be idolized. Right. This is a real... He's a sick guy. This is a real thing that we've been going through for hundreds of years, but it's time to shed some light on it. You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. 
It's Choose Your News. It's Choose Your News. Everyone on the show is about to pick a headline that we think you need to know today. It's Choose Your News. Right to the young and just stepped out to get us some coffee, so we appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I mentioned this before, but Dr. Phil, Phil McGraw, uh, was my soccer coach in Wichita Falls, Texas. You are kidding me. I never me. told you this. No. No. It's true. I, I didn't. I grew up with Dr. Phil. I grew up with his children, Jay McGraw. I played soccer on the Goldbusters. Doc, I'll show you the picture. Yeah, Phil McGraw was my coach. I didn't believe it either. I, I called BS. I said, yeah. no way. And he walks out of the room. Yeah. And he comes back with his soccer picture, you know, the one everyone has. Right. Yeah. And they're right in the background, standing alongside the players, Dr. Phil. And by the way, he looked exactly the same. Brown hair, though. A bunch of years ago. Yeah, but with darker hair. Right. When he showed you that picture, how did that make you feel? Are you some kind of idiot or something? <laughs> Dr. Phil was a great soccer coach, man. Uh, he always flirted with my mom, too. But anyway, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but Dr. Phil turned 69 years old a couple of days ago, and his wife um, was talking about how filthy Dr. Phil is. And when he was my soccer coach in North Texas years ago, by the way, everybody, you can Google this. He's from Wichita Falls, Texas. He was a professor at Midwestern State University. After that, Oprah needed someone to help uh, her with her deposition with the beef and cattle industry. She called Dr. Phil to uh, teach her how to behave during a deposition, period. And wow. then bada bing, bada boom, he's talking to the like that. Catch Me Outside girl. Catch Me right. Outside, how about that? Yeah. What a life. So check this out, you guys. Dr. Phil's wife describes Dr. Phil's performance on stage. Amazed at what he does up here. And in the bathroom. He is totally helpless. And how's Dr. Phil with toilet paper? Not good. How's that? He looks like mud. There's mud everywhere. I'm thinking, what in the hell is he thinking? Dr. Phil, America's shrink and America's Dr. Poopy Pants. It's like everywhere. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Does so anyway, that seem yeah. like the Dr. Phil you know and love? No, Dr. Phil didn't seem that dirty to me, but I guess Robin thinks he's just, you know, uh, disgusting. Wow. Yeah, pretty shocking. He was wow. a good soccer coach, uh, and I love Dr. Phil. I still love watching his stuff today. He hasn't changed a bit. Uh, we should call him and get him on the show. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Hey, Drew, what about you? Choose your news. Well, the internet, specifically social media, can be dangerous. You guys were all spun up on this uh, this Area 51 thing. Everyone's some internet page or Facebook yeah. page trying to get everyone together and go do this thing. That to didn't go, work to out. To go down uh, to Nevada, yeah. right, and demand to see them aliens. Yeah. Well, there was another uh, big gathering put together on Facebook uh, that ended up getting busted up by the police this time. Now, you all know IKEA stores, right? IKEA stores are huge. They're giant oh, yeah. warehouses. The average IKEA store is about 300,000 square feet, and there's a lot of little nooks and crannies and those little setup rooms. Well, the IKEA store in Glasgow, Scotland, uh, is huge. It's 700,000 square feet, so it's more than two times the size of an average one. Well, a giant Facebook mob of over 3,000 people was organizing a huge hide-and-seek game in that Costco. They were planning oh, on wow. staying, hiding in all these places to stay in after the store shut down. So and it wasn't play. a flash mob. It was just a, a social media game of hide-and-seek, basically? Hide-and-seek mob. 3,000 people. Well, someone tipped off the police, and the police busted it up before <laughs> it had a chance to get down. Wasted opportunity for Ikea. They should have let it happen and just used the whole thing as a And posted giant, it on social media. Yes, they could right. have been a giant cat. We should do a big, products. a huge hide and seek contest. Let's do it. Where would we do it? Ikea. Ikea. All or right. Costco would be good too. Yeah. Yes. Claire, what about you? Choose your news. There is a Catholic school in Nashville, Tennessee that is banning the Harry Potter books from their school library. Now, you're thinking that's old news. That's done it a lot because a lot of times when the books came out, people thought they were promoting witchcraft. No, that is not it. 
pastor, Reverend Dan Real, says the problem is that the spells used in the books are actual curses and spells that, when read out loud by human beings, risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. I believe that. There's power in people's words, man. There's yes. a lot of power in the so things we I say. So when I say expecto Patronus, okay. oh, stop you it. better believe that a giant silver elk is going to show up right behind you. So Please don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> and by the way, he had this checked with several, not one, but several exorcists who all agreed with him that this is true. Yeah. There's power in words. You got to watch what you say. If you That's put it out right. in the universe, I'm si- Drew. I know you're looking at me like, oh, remember what happened with your gallbladder when you made? You said you never get sick, and then all of a sudden your gallbladder blew up the next day. You just really think J.K. Rowling is a master of the occult. I think she's just a mom who wanted to make stories for her kids. Expecto gallbladderus blow up. Oh, here comes another one. <laughs> you're listening to the Fit Show. Fit happens live. You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. Welcome back to the show. Happy Hump Day. My name's Fitz. What's up? Feel free to reach out. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. Go to Instagram today and search follow Fitz. Two words. There's Drew and Claire, writer the youngin. Our goal is for you to really get to know us every single day. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. And we hope that you like us. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. So I'm just going to kind of go around the room, okay? I'm going to throw out some questions, and we're going to answer the questions in the hopes that our audience will get to know us all just a little bit better because nobody's going to want to listen to this radio show if they don't know us. That's the most important thing. they got to get to know us, and we want to get to know you. So first of all, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll kick it off with this in the getting to know you bucket of questions. The bucket. <laughs> it's the Ooh, bucket. Gotta, bucket the bucket. The bucket of questions. Has anybody in this studio ever done anything that caused a neighbor to stop talking to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got, son? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'll begin. My name's Fitz. When I was little, I was growing up in North Texas. Um, I had a buddy who's not my buddy. He wasn't my buddy after this. But um, he was hanging out in his backyard, and he had a friend over. And my little brother and I said that my neighbor's buddy and he were in their backyard you know <laughs> like kissing and stuff oh. <laughs> kissing on each other okay. right and there were two guys yeah so myself my little brother went to school and we said oh yeah we saw jason and you know who just completely going after it in the backyard <laughs> and his six foot seven dad came to my home i was in the third grade true story and started yelling at my dad. And let me tell you about my dad's Green Bray Bob, so he didn't back down from anyone. Yeah. So it's like little David and Goliath. My dad was little David. Goliath was... And I saw my dad straight up just put that dude down with his finger like I've never seen. I mean, it was just... Anyway, I, we never spoke to the neighbors again after that. <laughs> How long Ever. did you live next to them after that incident? Probably another two years. Wow. Yeah, never... Yeah, wow. I know. I was a little crappy kid. Crazy story, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Anybody <Wow>. else? <laughs> uh, ever do anything that caused a neighbor to stop talking to you? Oh, yeah. So Right at the young end. Go ahead. I was probably about 14 years old. Uh, we had these neighbors since I was probably about six. And they had just had these two little girls. They were finally hitting about my the age I was when they moved in. Oh. And they decided one day that they would throw rocks at our dogs. Oh. 
Yeah, and they just thought it was funny. It was a cute game, and I just remember snapping and you didn't going like, like it? no, I just remember snapping and going like, you throw another one, I'm gonna throw it right back at you, show you oh. what it's like. And their dad ran out of the house and said, what did you say? And I was like, they're throwing rocks at these dogs. And like, I was like, they just hit her in the face. Like, I remember just freaking out. And the dad was like, well, how'd you feel if I threw a rock at you? And I was like, I just asked your daughter that question. You're not being creative. And then they never talked to us again until we moved. It was over. Anyone else? Wow, it's funny. You guys are talking about being kids. Mine was a little more recent. Oh, <laughs> no. Not here, but uh, we're at the house I lived in previously. I had a next door neighbor, a really, like, really interesting, fun lady with all kinds of stuff going on, but a little kooky. And on the other side of her was another neighbor, uh, also an older lady, and she uh, was going through cancer treatment. But her dog, she had teenage boys, and they didn't take very good care of their dog. He was always out running around, and he just loved to drop his little deuces on the other neighbor's front yard. Oh. And this elderly neighbor was, uh, and everybody likes me, you know, like I'm like the one everybody likes kind right. of thing, so I'm sort of the peacemaker. So everybody's coming to me, don't complain about uh, each other. You're the, mid- you're, you're, you're the middle girl. I was the middle girl, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I, I said, the one lady, she started picking up the poo and putting it on the other lady's doorstep. And I said, I think that's really immature. It's a dog. She's going through cancer treatment. Just pick it up and suck it up. And she stopped talking to me after that. Really? I mean, I just don't think you should put poo on somebody's front porch. Right. Yeah. I just don't think Especially that's if right. their dog is not feeling good. They're, right. No, the right. lady had cancer. Oh. The lady's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> The lady's coming home from chemotherapy okay. treatment with poo all over her yeah. porch. And I just thought that wasn't the right approach. Yeah. And I got cut off. Well, no, try talking you. to her about it. Because think about how confused you'd be coming home and all of a sudden, why is there more poop on my door? <laughs> <Right. Where's laughs> Where is this coming from? Have you ever done anything that caused a neighbor to stop talking to you? We'd love to hear from you. Continue to sound off on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash follow fits. He's hilarious. <laughs> this is The Fit Show. The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. real. Like for real. The reality check. This is The Fit Show. Fits happens. Welcome to Wednesday. And get ready for the good, the bad, and the gossip. Uh, We're getting ready for the Fits Files in minutes. Claire, what's up? Kevin Hart in a terrible accident. He's unlucky to be alive, but is he going to be able to walk again? Mm. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Drew is standing by with the Wednesday reality check. Killer who took the lives of seven people and wounded 22 others in West Texas. The New York Times is reporting the gunman had been fired from his trucking job just hours before going on that shooting spree. 30. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, we just hate telling these stories uh, over and over again. So the 36-year-old individual who has been identified as the shooter in this case, uh, as, as you heard there, was just fired from a trucking job literally hours before, and he is being pulled over for something. And that's what kicked off this, this whole shooting spree. Um, and it actually went all the way through a couple of neighboring community, uh, communities and went from Midland to Odessa. This all took place on Saturday. Um, and like you heard there also, seven people killed several many, many people many are still injured yeah, right and, now and some of those numbers are changing uh, on injuries I, and so on i heard he actually when he got fired he then called the uh fbi tip line started spewing a whole lot of craziness then he gets pulled over by the higher patrol and obviously the higher patrolman didn't know right. what yeah, was, was so going he, on at that point and then after that he not only called the fbi tip line he also called 911 uh lines and the, what we're hearing about those calls is that specifically he was rambling, not making a lot of sense, but not specifically making direct physical threats. Threats, yeah. Some more information that's come out since this happened is um, 
I believe he did carry out uh, at least part of this attack with an assault rifle, but they're saying he was actually denied um, uh, the ability to buy an assault rifle through a background check a short time ago. We don't know exactly why. State of Texas, I heard, turned him down, and then and then uh, I guess he applied for another one in the in Midland Odessa area and somehow got it. Uh, see, I didn't have that. It's very confusing. There's a lot of conflicting information coming right now. The last report I had said they aren't even 100 percent sure how he got the rifle if he bought hmm. a private party or something like that. But the point is, um, we're just. We're I was seeing- gonna. Have you heard the other information that, uh, as of yesterday, uh, Walmart has taken its ammunition yes. off the shelves? Yes. Uh, this is We're starting to see this more and more after one of the other high-profile shootings we saw. Dick Sports say they aren't going to do it anymore. They got a lot of flack. And, now, and Walmart had actually made some gestures in the past that, that indicated they were thinking in that direction. And then this happens, and, and they're making these moves. So everyone in the nation, from everyday citizens to law enforcement to retailers, have to figure out how they're going to deal with this and how they're going to play a role. All right, there we go. You got the Wednesday reality check. Just letting you know, it's the Fit Show. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fit Files. When you see the pictures of this car that Kevin Hart was in over the weekend, uh, you will be amazed that all three people are alive after this accident. The roof of his 1970 vintage Plymouth Barracuda crushed in a car accident over the weekend in those Hollywood Hills Mulholland Drive up there getting toward Calabasas. And he's Uh, saying that he wasn't driving. He was not driving. No, No, he was not driving. driving. He was not the driver. He was in the back, and no one was drunk. A friend of his, he just said, hey, buddy, you want to drive my car? And his friend was driving it. The friend's fiance was in the front. Kevin was in the back. They lost control in the mountains there, rolled down the hill. Here's the thing. You see, a lot of these celebrities, they get some money, and they go out and they have a, a custom hot rod. This Barracuda right. was a resto mod, and I'm guessing it probably had like a modern Hellcat motor or something. It probably had six or 700 horsepower, just because okay, you can afford quick, to buy say, it. Say that in English for us. I, I'm saying these guys go out and have a, a really cool resto mod hot rod built for them, and this Barracuda was that kind of car, it probably had six or 700 horsepower. Wow. And you get up there and you get your foot in it, and it's going to break loose and go right off the right. road. Right. And yeah. those are hairpin cars. You've seen them in the movies. Like, mm-hmm. That's where they I'm were. just saying, so they know for a fact there was no partying, all that no. stuff. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. no one drunk. Interesting. Now, Kevin actually was able to walk away from the accident. His security picked him up, took him home, then they got him to a hospital. He had back surgery yesterday, uh, Sunday wow. morning. And word is, he is going to be okay, which is amazing. His friend... Not so much. He also has serious back injuries. Uh, no word on his condition. But the girl who was in the front seat is actually okay, which wow. is, again, yeah, when you see the girl, wow. it's incredible. So prayers to everybody involved in that. All right. Taylor Swift making history. Her new album, Lover, uh, came out about 10 days ago. Uh, it sold 867 million copies. Not as many as her last album, Reputation, which sold 1.2 million in its first week. But Taylor Swift, now the only woman ever to have six albums to sell at least a half a million copies in one week. The only other act ever to do that. Guesses? Cher. No. Lil Nas X, Claire. No. Lil Nas X. Johnny Cash. Not even close. Right. Eminem. Eminem oh. is uh, the only person with six <laughs> albums up there, so Taylor Swift up there. But Taylor Swift is like a virus spreading across the world. Everyone loves her music and wants hey, to cover her songs. Hey, can I say something real quick? It's, it's really yes? amazing, too, because you know nobody's really releasing albums anymore, and Taylor Swift did release... An album. That's a yeah. very good point. Yeah. We've been having this conversation about how no one releases albums. Right. But she did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And it's obviously working for her. So 
I think the, the, the difference is that she's been releasing singles for months now. Right. You know, you, uh, you Need to Calm Down came out, Me came out, Now Lover. And speaking of which, Keith Urban, Washington State Fair, Saturday night, put on an amazing show. And in the middle of it, he decided that he liked Taylor Swift's songs, Lover. He and his band wanted to do it. They claimed they hadn't rehearsed it. I don't think they had. And this is now worldwide viral. Keith Urban going viral in the, in, with, and this is with, Lover? This is Lover, okay, yeah. Okay, I see. Yes. There you go. You got the good, the bad, and the gossip. You got the Fitz Files. Yeah. The legendary Fitz happens live. live. Fitz? Fitz. With an F? With an F. <laughs> Fitz happens. Fitz, it's the Fitz Show. Uh, we do something called playlist profiling. Uh, it's where we have a mystery caller on hold, and we don't know anything about our mystery caller. All we know are three songs from their personal playlist. So as we're getting ready to play, I'm going to give you a few seconds to gather up some things for you to take your notes on. Legal pad, phone, whatever. A couple seconds. All right. Now, everybody ready? Yep. Got something to write on. Again, uh, um, we are going to attempt to try to guess our mystery caller's gender, their age, what they drive, their profession. Are they single or married? And how many kids based off of three songs from their personal playlist at the very end? We're going to figure out who came closest to actually profiling our mystery caller. Ooh, I'm nervous. All right. Song number one. Check it out. Marin Morris and Rich. Boy, I'd be rich. Head to toe pride. Song number two. Interesting. Foreigner. Cold as ice. You're as cold classic. You're willing to sacrifice love. Song number three for playlist profiling Luke Combs. Beer never broke my heart. All right, you guys, based off of those three songs from our Mystery Caller's personal playlist, we are going to try to guess their gender, their age, what they drive, their profession, are they single or married, and how many kids. Give you a couple of seconds. Hmm. Okay, everybody ready? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Okay. All right, it's Fitz. Here's my profile. I think this individual is definitely a male. I'm going to tell you why I think it's a male. Definitely foreigner, cold as ice. He is angry about a former relationship. This guy <laughs> is hurt. He he thinks that several women in his life have done him straight up dirty, which is why he's single. So this is a male. He's 46 years old, based around that you know that jam. Uh, he drives a Ford Explorer. He's a, he's a, he's in school administration. I don't know what he does, but something uh, you know in, in some sort of ISD. He is definitely single based off of his his hate towards several females and foreigner <laughs> cold as ice. And this dude has... <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah. And this dude has two kids. Drew, what about you? Oh, you don't understand that Foreigner song. It's a female. Oh. Uh, she's 39. Now, the reason on that Foreigner song, that's not a song people listen to for the words. They listen to it for the nostalgia, for appreciating just yeah. the groove of the time. I think she drives an Acura, specifically the SUV, the RL or whatever that is. Uh, she is also, and it, uh, I put her in education. So I think she's either that a teacher so or an weird. administrator. Did you right? really? Crazy. I think she's married with one kid. Okay. Um, Claire, what about you? What's your profile? I think this is a man. Uh, he's a hardworking man. I think he likes Foreigner because it's just a good jam. But really, what's important are beer and making more money. Uh, he's, he's a window installer. Uh, he drives a Chevy Silverado. He's 49 years old. With uh, He's married with two kids. Ryder the youngin. What say you? I'm saying it's a female. I'm with Drew on this one. But I think you guys are a little off on the age. I think she's 27. And that really shows with the Mayor Morris. Uh, I'm going to say she drives a Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> and I think she's a teacher's assistant. I think she's single, recently single, after going through a bad breakup. And she's got one kid. I think all of her playlist translates to that. All right, coming up in minutes, part two of playlist profiling, the big reveal. We're going to find out who got closest, and we're going to find out how you did. Playlist profiling, the big reveal in minutes. It happens live. The Fit Show. We are back with playlist profiling, the big reveal. And if you're just tuning in, we have a mystery caller on the phone. We don't know anything about this mystery caller. All we know are three songs from their personal playlist, and we're all going to attempt to profile this individual based off of these three songs. Alright, the moment we've all been waiting for. Woo! We look at these profiles coming in today. Mm. All right. Mystery caller, are you a male or a female? A female. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. How old are you, mystery caller? I'm 66. I got y'all. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. Dang. Look at you. Okay. What do you drive? A two-door Ford Explorer Sport. Oh. I got the Ford Explorer. You got it. That is insane. That's double points. That is double points. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your profession? I've been retired for 15 years. Good for you. What did you do uh, while you were? I was, a, I was a cook. You're a cook. <gasps> did you happen to cook for a school cafeteria or independent school district by any chance? <laughs> I cook for school districts, cook for everywhere. Don't I get points for saying that this was somebody in the school administration? Sure. I'll take the uh, point, too. No, I didn't, I didn't cook in school for good 10, 20 years. Okay. Are you single or married? I'm single now. Okay. And do you have any children? I have two, and I have two grandchildren. I've been a grandma for 20 years. Oh, that is so great. You sound like a great uh, grandma. Okay, real quick, Drew is going to do his calculations and tabulations. We're going to find out who came closest to profiling you. Okay, Drew, what is it, uh, what's it looking like? Wow, what a showing. Uh, I am very consistent with just one. I All I knew is that she was female. Claire, you also got just one with two children. Yep. Ryder, you got two, Woo! female yeah. and single. And Fitz, what a performance. Not only did you nail the car for three whole points, oh. the Ford Explorer, you also got single and two kids for a grand total of five points. Fitz wow. is hands down the winner. Wow. <laughs> That's what I thought I was coming up. I will take it. 
Well, let me ask you, uh, mystery caller. First of all, what is your name? Julie. Does it feel weird to be profiled? Um, not really. I, I kind of thought it was funny because I didn't figure you guys would even get close. <laughs> Let's go. This happens. It's the Fit Show. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. Fox. This is straight up amazing right here. There is a uh, a flight instructor, and uh, this guy was taking a, uh, just a normal lesson uh, in Australia last Saturday, and his flight instructor passed out in the cockpit. That's like oh my, my biggest gosh. fear. If I was ever wanting to do like pilot lessons or something, what if the dude passes out? That yeah. So probably in that situation, you're like, okay, well, let's get a hold of, you know, put the headset on and start talking. Mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> yeah. pass- well, the student. Do you guys think he was able to land safely? Yes. I vote for yes. Obviously, it's the good stuff, so yeah. Oh, okay. thank goodness. Okay. He did. It was his very first lesson. <gasps> and an air traffic controller talked him through it. Just like in the movie Airplane. The Striker! Classic. Talk right. you down. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Striker! With the sweat coming down his face. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Check this out. Do you know how to operate the airplane? Very, very light. This is my first lesson. Are they unconscious? He's leaning over my shoulder. I'm trying to keep him up, but he keeps falling down. The first thing we're going to do is make sure that the wings stay level and that you keep consistent speed and consistent altitude. Your job right now is just keep focusing on that aircraft as best you can. Secondary to that is just to keep his head upright and his body upright in the seat. So we're going to uh, get you on the ground very soon and get uh, both of you guys uh, on the ground safely. You're doing really, really well. You're doing an amazing job. Yeah, well, my flight instructor did say that I was the best student he's had. Well, we definitely have a story to tell at the end of this. Oh, yeah. So think about that. That air traffic controller is not only talking him in how to land a plane, but he's also thinking about the guy's medical condition. Yeah, he was saying keep him upright and all that. At the same time, he's he's, he's thinking, what do I need to do to continue to keep this guy calm, make him think everything is okay? You hear how he's speaking in that very, very calming voice, like, hey, this is going to be fine. Props to that dude. And the whole time, that guy was having flashbacks to Macho Grande. (laughs) True. That's the airplane joke from the movie. Right. If, if, if people happen to see that movie in the 70s, <laughs> good Lord. Shouldn't have had the fish. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, there you go, folks. That is the good stuff. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. The Fit Show. Every day, Fitch happens. Welcome to Make Up or Break Up, where romantic and real couples join the show. And share details of their relationship struggles. And our P1 listener family will then help determine if the couple should remain together. So after you hear uh, uh, these folks on the show, we need you to play therapist and become a five-minute hero. And really help them out. Should they make up or break up? I want to welcome to the show right now, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, my friend? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good. Uh, Again, I just want to say thank you so much for corresponding with me on Facebook and sending me your message about your situation. So, uh... Everybody, Stephen is really upset because his girlfriend, Olivia, just sort of randomly quit her job. And Stephen, if you could sort of elaborate, why did Olivia just quit her job? Okay, so Olivia came home one day and told me out of the blue that she quit and was going to go back to school for a dental technician. Okay, so uh, why did she just 
quit. I mean, are, were you upset that she said, hey, honey, I want to go get a job. I'm trying to get a college degree. I, I guess I'm trying to figure I out mean, what upset you about that. Most people would probably feel like, wow, I, I'm, I'm so proud of you. You're going back to school. Why are you upset? It's not that I'm not proud of her. and I, it's, it's not that I don't want her to be happy, but it's it's a surprise, you know? Like, we don't make a lot, and I feel like the ground has just crumbled up underneath me, kind of, because I know that we can't get by on my waiter's check. So I'm, am I going to have to start paying for everything? Am I going to be the one? Do I have to get, do I have to get another job? You know, I'm, it's worrying. What? Hey, Steven, was this a, did you guys talk about this ahead of time or was it a surprise? Did she just like show up one day, say I quit? Did she give you any heads up, I guess? No, hmm. huh. it, it was a total shock. I mean, I knew she wasn't happy with her job, but I didn't think that it, she was thinking about quitting that conversation had never happened is she going to be able to have some kind of maybe part-time job while she goes to school is she going to be able to continue toward the bills the way she said it to me it sounds like she's going to focus solely on school and that's what's bothering me uh steven what did she do before what did she do to help bring income in she worked at planet fitness on wheaton way in sales Oh, okay. okay. All, right. All right. Well, listen, uh, you do know that Olivia is on hold right now, and she's listening. In a couple minutes, we're going to sort of get her take and find out why she suddenly you know, quit her job to uh, go be a hygienist. Uh, are you cool with that? I'm totally cool with that. You're listening to The Fit Show. Fit happens live. This is Fit's territory. Fit happens live. Live. Right in the middle of makeup or breakup right now. It's where amazing couples, relationships are, well, at, at a major crossroad. So we're all trying to get together and help them out. You decide should they make up or break up. If you have a moment to provide some advice, we're going to need some five minute heroes. Stephen, welcome back to the show, my friend. And uh, to kind of sum up what's going on, Stephen is upset that his girlfriend, Olivia, just randomly quit her job to go to dental hygienist school. Uh, and Stephen, is there anything else you want to add to it? Uh, I just want to say that uh, it was a total shock to me. Okay. And you're actually upset that she quit her job to go back to school? Uh, upset and a little confused. Okay. Well, I want to welcome to the show right now, Olivia. Olivia, first of all, thank you so much for volunteering to come on. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure it's been kind of weird uh, hearing us talk about your personal life and what's been going on. I think what everybody is really wanting to find out, why did you quit your job at Planet Fitness to, you know, why did you suddenly quit your job and decide to go back to school? I think that's what Steven wants to know. I mean, did I do it a little impulsively? For sure. But this isn't out of the blue, you know, like. I've talked about, you know, like I sort of had regretted not going to school immediately to become a dental tech, and I said that before. The big reason is like I'm thinking about the future. You know what I mean? Like respectfully, like he doesn't make a bunch of money. You know, like he works part time. He's, you know, playing fantasy football at home and like doesn't have a plan for the future. And Uh you know, like I want to be with him and. If I'm the one who's going to have to go make the bread, I got to do something different, you know? So you're saying you did this because is Steven most of the time focused on fantasy football? (laughs) Is that what you're, is that, is that what I'm hearing? I mean, mean, the fantasy football is just an example. It's not, you know, like, you know, not everybody has ambition. 
and and that's fine but like i do and we're already not making that much money like i'm already making most of the money for our household and i'm gonna make more money if i go back to school it's not gonna be that much of a change for us to go live back on the budget like we steven i mean you know do you, steven do you see that kind of from her perspective she's doing it for financial reasons she said she's oh. really trying to do it for you guys are you also trying to look for other other work other than a part-time job, Stephen? Um, not right now, no. I was trying to get full-time at my restaurant, but um, I didn't know my check was that small. Well, it sounds like she's just trying to kind of help out the situation at your house from a, from the financial side. And I mean, maybe I, you I, should encourage her to kind of, you know, uh, pursue her dream. I wanted to pursue her dreams. I'm, I'm just... How are we going to afford the apartment? How are we going to afford food? You know, is it? Well, maybe you might have to do something other than get a part-time job. Maybe you might have to do, you know, uh, get another part-time job. Stephen, what what I hear, she said, if I'm going to have to be the one who earns the bread, like I think she's offering to be your your sugar mama. You should support this because if she's going to bring in some serious cash, you know, you could draft in on that pretty nicely. Yeah, but he's worried about who's who's going to pay for stuff while she's going to school. I'm saying so in the short term, you know, pick up some more hours, pick up another shift somewhere and and, and help her get through school and then go from there. Maybe get off fantasy football for a little bit, you know, to show her how much you care about her dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why did did you have to bring up fantasy football? I I don't play it that much. I, I feel like that's like maybe one hour a day I do that, and it's only to make sure that my team is doing good. Well, what do you get if your team is doing good? Is there money in this? There's a little money on it. It's not a lot of money. Is it enough to pay your rent? No, it's not enough to pay my rent. Maybe it's just, it's just the thing I do it. with my friends. Olivia, any more, any more thoughts on this? You know, I made the choice because I just had to do it. Like, I couldn't just be miserable at my job anymore, and I just thought, you know, I'd make the choice and, like, you and me would figure it out. You know, like, I think we have room for all these things. I really do. Like, I think if you bring in more money, you can still play fantasy football. And <laughs> and then at the end of it, I will make a ton of money. You're kind you of know? throwing the world like, to him. Yeah, so, uh, you're, Olivia, you're pretty you, amazing. You are well, a sweetheart. And, and the texts are saying, like, what do you see in this guy? Seriously. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen, but you're not and you're so, not selling yourself very well here. No, I'm just look, it's hard. You're on the radio. You're talking in front of a bunch of people. I get I, he's probably shy. And everybody's jumping on him already. And let's lay off the fantasy football. I play that too. It's not that time consuming. But I do sense that you, like, she feels a sense of the future and a responsibility toward your relationship. And it sounds to me, Stephen, like she's a little further ahead than you on that. I mean, and- you, you said you want to get full time at your restaurant. Do you really want that? I mean, if you're dissatisfied where you are, maybe you should make a change. I can see that. Olivia, real quick, uh, since this is make up or break up and a couple of texts are coming in right now, people do want to know what is it that you absolutely see about Steven? What is it that you love about Steven? I mean, he makes me feel good, you know? Yeah. Like, we just have a really happy home, and I just want, I don't know, like a home that we own and kids, and like, I just want there to be like an equal, or a more equal, I guess, like divide. That's all. Like, I don't know if you're going to get it. And I don't care. (laughs) Okay, real quick. Whatever. Like, we're on the radio. You know, you don't know. Like, you don't, like, respectfully. Like, you don't live with us. That's true. But it's like, I've supported you, you know, in a way for a while. And I don't mind that, but I don't want to keep going on this way. I want to do something that I want to do. And I want to do it for me, but I also want to do it for you. 
because oh. I love you. <laughs> Should they make up or break up? Uh, Steven and Olivia, thank you so much for your time. Um, a lot of calls are coming in, so just turn the radio up, and I hope that you get the advice that you need. And I really appreciate the Facebook message. All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. This is Fitz Happens Live. Fitz Happens Live. Drew, get some of these text messages. A lot of discussion about not having a conversation. This one says she should have at least had a conversation with him. That's how relationships work. That's a big change, and communication is key. But then another one just after that said, of course she didn't talk to him. He sounds like a child. She's the parent. He's the child. She can make that decision on her own. Uh, for, uh, this one says, uh, Fitz, it doesn't matter who makes the most money. She, sh- uh, she still should have talked to him first. It's not fair that she just made the decision by herself. I don't know. My gosh, she's just trying to make some extra bucks while homeboy playing fantasy football. <laughs> Tim, make up or break up. Go ahead. Um, I think it all depends on the decisions they make. So first off, yeah, she should have at least told him what she was deciding to do. If they're not married, she's a grown woman. She can decide what she wants. But the fact that they share their own bills, like live together and all that, they're pretending they're married. So they need to operate that way. Uh, if my wife, you know, decided she wanted to go back to school, which is something she wants to do, and she was talking to me about it first, I would already just start looking for a second job. It's really, in my opinion, it's about this this dude manning up, uh, working part-time, making a feed a dog, let alone yourself. Right. Thank you so much. I heard some clues in there because yep. she said this isn't out of the blue, and he... I mean, no offense. Sorry, Stephen, because you're still listening. But yeah. he didn't sound too quick on the uptake. I wonder if she's told him this 11 times and he just didn't ever register it. My buddy, Tex. Tex, what's up? Morning, Giraffe. How are you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> this giraffe is good, man. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. Should they make up or break up? <laughs> man, that sounds like a fantastic girl. This boy needs to quit smoking pot and let his set drop and go get a doggone job. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> A lot of people share that opinion. I do believe we agree, Tex. I just would have said it differently. Tex for the home run. Thank you, Tex. Taylor, you think that she made this impulse decision and was the wrong idea? Absolutely. I just, for me, like it's irresponsible, I think, whether you're happy at a job or not happy at a job to just quit and you don't have a financial backup. And like I work full time um, and I'm in a relationship. He works and I go to school at the same exact time. So. Like, you can balance that, but, like, to just be like, okay, you're going to pay my bills so I can go to school. Like, that's not okay. That's not an adult decision. Wow. You guys are the best. Our P1s are the best. The best advice. Unbelievable five-minute heroes. Thank you so much. Continue to sound off on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash follow fits. Oh, my God. Real. Funny. The Fit Show. The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. For real. Like for real. The reality check. This is the Fit Show. All right, stand by. In minutes, we're going to go straight out of country. And Miranda Lambert took a knife to what at one of her recent shows? Guess mm. is in the studio. Drew. Uh, someone signed. Drew, that is, sign up. that is incorrect, no. Drew. Miranda Lambert at one of her recent shows took a knife to what, Claire? Her bass player. That is incorrect. Oh, God. jeez. <laughs> oh, just a thought. Not her bass player. He's just fine. Ryder the Young, and what about you? Ice cream cake. Uh, in- absolutely incorrect. Well, that'd be Dang. That's yeah, that'd yummy. be cool for that. We go straight out of country in minutes. Right now, Drew is standing by with the Wednesday reality check.
39 people were on board the diving boat when it caught fire in the darkness. The passengers asleep in berths down below. The men's top seat. Oh, so that that yeah. horrible diving boat tragedy that happened in California. Tell me more. Yeah, this is just absolutely a, a terrible tragedy. So 33 passengers were on board the Conception, which is a 75-foot boat. It's a scuba diving boat. Uh, and they were off to have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Obviously, that turned to a just uh, unimaginable tragedy. About 3.30 in the morning, a fire broke out on the ship, trapping almost all, so far as we know, of the guests below decks. So, so obvious questions are, okay, how did all these people on the boat, how do you get trapped on a boat? Well, right? it, it's a steel-hulled boat. And so they're probably down at 3.30 in the morning, probably sleeping in their berths, in, the, in their little rooms. And mm-hmm. apparently, from according to what the crew's saying at this point, the fire broke out. In the stairwell or near the stairwell in a way that they couldn't get out. There may not have been, like it might so have no had small or portals that are, weren't big enough for people to egress through. Oh, wow. Um, oh my God. Now, so far, uh, of the 39 people on board, which is 33 passengers and six crew, only five people have been found alive, and they're all crew. So at this point, it looks like uh, uh, it everyone else has perished. And in fact, yesterday, they went from a recovery operation uh, or excuse me, from a rescue mission to a recovery operation. It's just so again, really... so they were they, were they locked in, or they just could they not escape they through the stairwell. In. Okay. They weren't locked in, but it, as it is, the customers sleep below, and the crew sleeps on top, so they can okay. get up and deal with things. Yeah. But this fire happened at such a position in the stairwell that no one could go up or down. So basically, the stairs were on fire; you right. couldn't get through it. And then the other thing that probably happens because you're talking about a small confined space. All of the air was probably consumed exactly. almost immediately. So yeah. people had pa- maybe even passed out in their sleep, maybe oh. even died in and their sleep. People were saying this crew, um, this company and this crew is uh, really great about safety, about drills, about learning how to use fire extinguishers. Like they're trained yeah. for all of this stuff and they practice all this stuff, but there was there allegedly nothing they could do about it. Yeah, so that's this a really was a important point. Absolute no one, freak accident. Yeah, no one's like. pointing yeah. fingers. They aren't saying there was a safety mm. issue or a maintenance issue. They're just saying. This happened, and, and everyone's a victim. No, we still don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Right, I'm sure we'll get more details. All right, there you go. You got the Wednesday reality check. Now. It's the Fit Show. Straight out of country. All right, a couple minutes ago, uh, I kind of teased a story about Miranda Lambert took a knife at one of her shows and did what with the knife? Nobody really knew. Drew, I'm going to give you another guess. I'm going to guess Lambert, again. I'm going to say like the stage curtains. Incorrect. Dang. Miranda Lambert took a knife at her show because of what, Claire? Baked potato with N- butter and sour cream. No, mm. she wasn't cutting her baked potato. What about you, Ryder the Youngin? She was fighting off a crazy person that ninja. ran on stage. A, a crazy ninja that broke out of somewhere and came on stage. That is correct. Oh, I knew what? it! Yes, I it, knew just, it. it just happened. A ninja ran on the stage. and No, 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 that didn't uh, happen. Oh, cool. They can be anywhere. <laughs> no. They can't be anywhere. You don't know where they are. I'm amazed. Whenever you guys watch American Ninja Warrior, do you not just stop and just watch those, pe- those people just swing on those things? They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know amazing. how they do that. There is yeah. no way that's human grip strength. I want to be no on way. the show. I want to do it. That's just to be on the show, and then and then people will absolutely watch me fail miserably. Just to go. <laughs> so the first the first obstacle is running across those really big boards. Yeah, your height will be an advantage. Yeah. So I think you do the first obstacle, no problem. But pretty much everything after that height is disadvantage. And all, yeah. Yes, yeah. completely. Uh, anyway, enough of a, a American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or speaking of American Ninja Warriors, let's talk about Miranda. <laughs> she took a knife to a beach ball that floated to the stage, and then, <laughs> bang! And then she, she reminds the crowd. She says, "Hey, we ain't at a damn beach." <laughs> and she oh. she proceeds to stab the ball. 
Fun killer. Uh, my buddy, uh, we'll call him Secret Joe, <laughs> sent me. <laughs> he doesn't sent want his me, name out there. I don't want to tell his name. No. He sends me this stuff his from real Nashville. His name is Out Loud Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Joe. Wait, before before we hear this, could, yeah. uh, did Joe tell you where the knife came from? Because it's a little more concerning if she just had it on we hand, like pulled it off that. her belt and whipped it, it open like, and stabbed it. Was it just like a butterfly that. knife? She knows all yeah. the tricks and... <laughs> We can't talk about it. It came from uh, the previous home she owned with Blake in Tishomingo, Oklahoma. (laughs) Here is the audio. See, it didn't capture the the fierceness and the the craziness when she was just <laughs> stabbing the ball like crazy on the stage. It's also scarier if it's a rusty uh, steak knife, yeah. right? Like oh, a nice tetanus. pocket knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where? That's my main question: is where did she get this knife? Where did the knife come from? Out yeah. of nowhere. Is that really what you're worried about? That's what I want to know: is why is she carrying a knife and where does she keep that's it? That's cause for concern. <laughs> I suspect this is not her first beach ball incident. Come on, yeah, she's an East Texas girl. She probably walks around with a knife all the time. Sure. Right. Yep. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> I think we just took you straight out of country. This is the Fit Show. Everybody turn it up. Fitch happens live. This is Green Gray Bob. Fitz is my son. I proudly serve my country with the Army Special Forces. We live in a land of the free because of our brave men and women, past and present. This is our troop salute. I'm truly honored that I get to do the troop salute here uh, a couple times a week because I love to give a voice to all of the family and friends who are so proud of their troop. I feel like every troop we salute becomes part of our family. And just like every other family member, we want to keep track of them and get updates and hear uh, their stories and about their life. That is why we are saluting a, a, a very, very special individual today. We are doing an update on a troop that I saluted quite a while ago. We are saluting PFC John Long of the United States Marine Corps. And I first saluted PFC Long when he was just leaving for boot camp. And his dad, Mike, is one of our favorite P1s of this show. You may have heard me uh, refer to him as Trash Man Mike. And Mike and his wife, Tish, are so incredibly proud of John. Mike updated us on Johnny's journey in the Corps. And on July 15th, John graduated from Marine Corps Engineering School in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, as an 1142 generator mechanic. Now, tell me what that means, Drew. That's actually near and dear to my heart because I was an 1100 engineer, so uh, I cross-trained into 1141 and 1142. Wow. Now, tell me exactly what that means. Uh, so, we have these big gen sets that are used to set up our little portable fields, you know, our little uh, uh, bases, you got to provide energy yeah. to, to everybody. Yeah. These are big. We have everything from little tiny generators all the way, all the way up to these big, huge truck-mounted generators. Uh, and you got to keep them running. You got to They throw you all kinds of weird scenarios. you got to wow. fix things because you got to be able to fix this thing in the middle of nowhere right. to keep everything up and running. This might be running air traffic control equipment. Right. It might, might be running hospital equipment. Yeah. That's really cool. So you said you were also uh, an 1142 generator mechanic. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> I think that is good for me and for PFC. It was Absolutely. good for everybody who's 
relied on the generator, mm-hmm. in fact. Yeah. Uh, and check it out. He's uh, he's really just starting out on his six-year enlistment. He's going to be heading to his first permanent duty station in California immediately. And Mike and wow. Tish are, are very proud to say John is engaged and hopes to be getting married very soon. Cool. Yes. Whoa. As parents, Mike and Tish can hardly believe how far John has come in such a short time. And even though they miss him terribly, they are so proud of the man he's grown into. That's why today we salute PFC John Long of the United States Marine Corps. Hoorah! We live in the land of the free because of the brave. And if you'd like to honor someone for our troop salute, past, present, or future, please just send me a message on Facebook, facebook.com, slash follow Fitz. The one and only. This is the Fitz Show. And now, here's and now, my and now, daddy. It's time for your, why are you kidding me, stories of the day. Thank you all. I'm here as always. Any day, work, or play, I will be there right away. Why? Because I'm your what are you kidding me anchorman. It's good to know that when I leave the world, people say, oh, did he do those what are you kidding me stories? That's going to be the write-up, maybe. Yeah, you're the guy that delivers the news that didn't make the news. That's something to be known for. <laughs> Folks, a very exciting what the f- Florida story. Stupid's what got you there. You know what I mean? Some people just need to quit talking. Well, that could apply to myself a lot of the time, too. There's a man in Florida. He's going viral after he came up with two possible solutions to deal with powerful hurricanes like Dorian. He heard that passing over warm water makes them more powerful. That's true. So he thinks the Navy should just drop a whole bunch of ice in the water to cool the ocean down. That's right. He wants to make basically the Gulf of Mexico and part of the Atlantic just a big old thing of ice water. Yeah. Oh, what? What's that? That's everyone's high school physics teacher calling, <laughs> saying it just doesn't work like that. Well, Wait, why doesn't that, what, that well, doesn't work? He also thinks that the Air Force should fly uh, planes through hurricanes in the opposite direction to slow the wind down. <laughs> is this? This is. I do huh. not. Wait, wait. No, that's I, reality knocking. <laughs> this guy's way out of line. I have exclusive. What are you kidding me? Audio right now. They keep saying, oh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it's said this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. We have a Navy. <laughs> Why don't the Navy come and drop ice in the warm water so it can't get oh. going as fast as it's going? There's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and saying, well, it's uh, now it's getting worse. Yeah, we know it's getting worse, but you tell us, oh, it's the warm weather, oh, it's the wind. Well, we have an Air Force. Drive some... Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. Hello, Mata. Hello, Father. You know what I love about this guy? Yeah. He has the utmost respect for our services. He, you know, does. he thinks the he Navy does. and the Air Force can do absolutely anything <laughs> if they put yes. their mind to it. Well, including change the weather. We could we could always try to nuke the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he recommend that one? Well, because that's probably the worst idea of the three. I have a feeling that this guy would be best friends with the tornado guy. Tornadoes. Yep. Remember the tornado guy? Yeah. Well, that guy just thinks he's stop driving in circles. circles. <laughs> you know what's crazy? If, if you do Google, though, like, for real, you know, is there a way to stop hurricanes? There are some scientists who really believe there are ways to sort of stop weather. It's They've been experimenting with stuff like this since World War One and World War II. Oh, like yeah. Some people think, like, by uh, dumping massive amounts of diaper material that they make baby diapers out of will somehow absorb the moisture. I mean, there's hmm. crazy stuff out there. There's crazy stuff. There's been all kinds of... Of weather control things going on since the 1930s. But and, really, you can never yet, really stop. We mo- right. We can't really stop Mother Nature, right? No, you right. can't stop Mother Nature. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Nature. <laughs> okay. Page two. What are you kidding me? Uh, all right, I'm going to take you out of St. Louis. Just a normal robbery. 
A guy with a gun robbed a bar in St. Louis the other day, and one of the bar's regulars refused to participate. (laughs) Tony Tavar was sitting at the bar when the guy pointed his gun at him, but he refused to get on the ground, wouldn't give up his cell phone, and casually lit up a cigarette. Not another punk trying to pull a punk move. I'm so tired of people who think that they can control people because they want to muscle their way in with firearms or bad attitudes or, you know, some kind of aggression. I just had a really good feeling that he wasn't out to harm anybody. He just wanted drug money. But it's probably not in your best interest if they have a loaded firearm. I wouldn't suggest that to just anybody. Would you do it differently? Absolutely not. (laughs) Man, that guy is one cool customer. Yeah. He's like an action hero. He just sat there and... Carefully lit up a cigarette. Yeah. And said, yeah. Yeah. The guy Not came back that. over and was like, "Drop it." And he was like, "What do you want? Yeah. What do you want from me? Not what? <laughs> what do we say to drug punks? Not, Not today." today. <laughs> that dude was cooler than the other side of the pillow. He was hey. cool, but he was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You got the what, what are, are you kidding, kidding me? Stories of the day. You're listening to the Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fitz files. When you see the pictures of this car that Kevin Hart was in over the weekend, uh, you will be amazed that all three people are alive after this accident. The roof of his 1970 vintage Plymouth Barracuda crushed in a car accident over the weekend in those Hollywood Hills Mulholland Drive up there getting toward Calabasas. And he's saying uh, that he wasn't driving. He was right? not driving. No, no he, was he was not, not driving. driving. He was not and the driver. He was in the back, and no one was drunk. His, yeah. his A friend of his, he just said, hey, buddy, you want to drive my car? And his friend was driving it. The friend's fiance was in the front. Kevin was in the back. They lost control in the mountains there, rolled down the hill. Here's the thing. You see, a lot of these celebrities, they get some money, and they go out, and they have a, a custom hot rod. This Barracuda right. was a resto mod, and I'm guessing it probably had like a modern Hellcat motor or something. It probably had six or 700 horsepower, just because okay, you can afford quick, to buy say, it. real quick, say that in English for us. I, I'm saying these guys go out and have a, a really cool resto mod hot rod built for them, and this Barracuda was... That kind of car, it probably had six or seven hundred horsepower. Wow! And you get up there and you get your foot in it, and it's going to break loose and go right off the right. road. Right. And yeah. those are hairpin cars. You've seen them in the movies. Like, mm-hmm. That's where they I'm were. just saying. So they know for a fact there was no partying, all that no. stuff. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. no one drunk. Interesting. Now Kevin actually was able to walk away from the accident. His security picked him up, took him home. Then they got him to a hospital. He had back surgery yesterday, uh, Sunday wow. morning. Wow. And word is he is going to be okay, which is amazing. His friend. Not so much. He also has serious back injuries. Uh, no word on his condition. But the girl who was in the front seat is actually okay, which wow. is, again, yeah, when you see the wow. it's incredible. So prayers to everybody involved in that. All right. Taylor Swift making history. Her new album, Lover, uh, came out about 10 days ago. Uh, it sold 867 million copies. Not as many as her last album, Reputation, which sold 1.2 million in its first week. But Taylor Swift, now the only woman ever to have six albums to sell at least a half a million copies in one week. The only other act ever to do that. Guesses? Share. No. Lil Nas X, Claire. No. Lil Nas X. Johnny Cash. Not even close. Oh. Eminem. Eminem oh. is uh, the only person with six <laughs> albums up there, so Taylor Swift up there. But Taylor Swift is like a virus spreading across the world. Everyone loves her music and wants hey, to cover her songs. Quick? It's, it's really yes. amazing, too, because 
you know, nobody's really releasing albums anymore. And Taylor Swift did release an album. That's a yeah. very good point. Yeah. We've been having this conversation about how no one releases albums. Right. But she did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And it's obviously working for her. So I think the, the, the difference is that she's been releasing singles for months now. Right. You know, you, uh, you Need to Calm Down came out. Me came out. Now Lover. And speaking of which, Keith Urban, Washington State Fair, Saturday night, put on an amazing show. And in the middle of it, he decided that he liked Taylor Swift's songs Lover. He and his band wanted to do it. They claimed they hadn't rehearsed it. I don't think they had. And this is now worldwide viral. Keith Urban going viral in th- with, and this is with, Lover? This is Lover, okay, yeah. Okay, I see. You got the good, the bad, and the gossip. You got the Fitz Files. The legendary Fitz Happens. Live. Live. Fitz Happens. Live. I'm going to say this. If you've been posting a ton of, uh, of selfies of your unbelievable, amazing Labor Day weekend and you know the past couple of days, well, I have some unwelcome news for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're a big, fat loser. <laughs> Why? I basically, I'm calling myself a loser. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Are selfies over? They're not over. But this is shocking. And Drew, I know you're going to love hearing this. I'm I'm tickled already. A brand new study at Washington State found that posting too many selfies makes you look like a loser. Researchers had over 100 students look at 900 photos on social media, and they had to rate the people who posted them without knowing anything else about who they were. (laughs) And the people who posted a lot of selfies were rated as lonelier, less confident, less dependable, less successful, and less likable overall. The researchers also uh, uh, ter- uh, coined this brand new term called posies. As in, <laughs> yeah, as in photos you pose for instead of taking yourself, uh, right? Like regular photographs. Right. Yeah. So in the study, people who posted a lot of posies, meaning having someone else take their picture, were consistently seen as more confident and more likable than people who posted selfies. Now, this is interesting. It's for me perceptually. It's the complete opposite for me. If I see like a picture of let's just say some random woman who's on your, your you know your friend's contact list, leaning up against the wall, whatever, and I know that someone else has taken a picture of them, I'm like, oh, that makes me think, what a loser! They're really out and about and having someone take pictures of them. Well, but it to also, me, the selfie displays more confidence. But it implies that yeah. they have another person in their life. Like maybe they're at an event. They're out getting drinks, they're at a party, they're yeah. at an event, and hey, they give it to their boyfriend yeah. or their friend who's with them, take their picture. Whereas the person right. with the selfie, they could be alone all the time. When you're with another person or you're in front of an object of art or beauty, you want to memorialize that moment. People taking selfies are just memorializing themselves. Yeah. See, I guess I really disagree. I think I think how sad it is to actually have to have, to have somebody go out with you and take photos of you. Yeah. How embarrassing. It's not that you brought a photographer. It, yeah. You handed it to your friend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend and said, hey, here, take a picture of me. Right. In front of this piece of art or in front of this neat wall. Yeah. But I think that the selfie, this makes perfect sense to me because the selfie is the photographic equivalent of the person who always turns the conversation back to themselves. The person who always talks about themselves. Right. The selfie is that person in picture. Interesting. Uh, what do you think? Do you like the posies or the selfies? I think the posies are all jacked up myself. <laughs> I guess I took a good 
Well, that's all I was wanting to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we got to rewrite it to let, let me take a posy. Let me take a posy. <laughs> Here, take this posy. Yeah. Are you a selfie person or a posy person? Let us know. Facebook.com slash follow Fitz. Fitz happens live. All year. Let's get to it. What have we learned today for Wednesday, September 4th, 2019? As always, wherever you are, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app. Ah. Let us know what you picked up from uh, today's show. Here's what I learned. I learned that um, in one of her previous concerts, Miranda Lambert, just days ago, picked up a knife while she's performing on the stage. And a couple of uh, beach balls were flying up on the stage because people were you know, slapping them around and stuff in the crowd. Miranda grabs the ball and just starts stabbing it, stabbing the beach ball. And she says... You know what? I'll tell you what she says. I have the audio of what she says. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love y'all, but we're not at the damn beach. We're singing country music tonight. Yeah. Can you imagine the poor owner of the beach ball, though? <laughs> yeah, right. Therapy for the rest of her <laughs> There's life. There's 49 cents they'll never get back. <laughs> I really didn't think they were ever getting that ball back anyway. Carrie Underwood, the beach ball assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, what about you? What have we learned today? The writer now doesn't know the difference between Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Oh, dang it! What Not I really Carrie. learned is that all of my coworkers here are now or have been terrible neighbors in the past. You've all done something to turn a neighbor off. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. I cannot stand my neighbors. <laughs> I have no problem saying it to the world. You've seen Mr. McGregor. I have, yeah. Oh, you saw me go off on Mr. McGregor. Yeah, he's not a pleasant person. He is just a mean old, mean old bat. Okay. <laughs> Claire, what about you? What did we learn today? Oh, I learned we are not using our armed forces properly. There's a man in Florida who has the solution to hurricanes. We get the Navy to dump ice in the ocean, and we get the Air Force to fly backwards through hurricanes to spin the wind around. Boom, hurricane's done. Seems like a really simple and smart solution. If hurricanes build from warm water, let's cool the water down with some good old ice. Absolutely. Yeah, the only thing standing in your way is physics. Oh, come on. This hurricane yeah. killer brought to you by Sonic. We flew over. We flew over the Gulf and dumped Sonic ice on the Gulf, and we just, you know, destroyed the hurricane. We, we dropped the good ice. ice. Yeah, we did the good ice. It was the crunched ice. <laughs> Sonic crunched ice, saving the world. <laughs> all right, Ryder the Young, and what about you? Oh, today I learned that if uh, you're still taking selfies, you're stuck in 2000 late. It's all about the posies now. It's the posies now. Getting someone else to take the picture for you. Yeah, and you got to strike a pose. I don't know. I'm back in sel- I'm still in selfie mode. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't know if I'm I got sold long on it arms. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it looks. See, that's the thing, though. You're lucky. You can hold it out, and it'll look like somebody else is taking the picture. Yeah. yeah, it'll look like a posy. Yeah, it'll look like a posy. <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow, you guys. Have a great one. Thank you so much for being loyal and listening. I gotta go. My mom's here to pick me up right now. My name's Fitz. I'm Drew. I'm Claire. I'm Ryder the Young, and think big, cause you're thinking anyway. And who's better than you? Nobody. Well, that's the end of today's professional broadcast of The Fit Show. Did you miss some of the show today? No worries. For all things fits and to check out today's PAB, the podcast after the broadcast, just go to followfits.com.